Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. Nate Diaz returns. 19 wins, 11 losses. Of those 19 wins, 5 by KO, TKO, 11 by sub, 3 by decision. Of his 11 losses, 1 by KO, TKO, 1 by sub, 9 by decision. Showtime, 22 wins, 8 losses. Of his 22 wins, 11 by KO, TKO, 7 by sub, 4 by decision. Of his eight losses, two by KO, TKO, one by sub, five by decision. Currently, you have Pettis as a slight favorite, minus 130. Diaz comes back at plus 110. Those are straight bets. We'll go, won't go, three, four rounds. We'll go minus 195, won't go plus 155. Fight is a draw, 70 to 1. Diaz wins inside. Plus 325. Pettis wins inside. 4 to 1. Diaz wins by decision. Plus 250. Pettis wins by decision. Plus 145. Pettis is currently the favorite, but he opened a little bit higher at right around minus 170. He's been as low as minus 115. So most of the money has been coming in on Nate. Nate, as you know, has been out of the sport. For three years. Yes, three years. He's coming back. His last fight was Conor McGregor. If you can believe that, the rematch, the second fight, three years ago. They lost a close majority decision. That fight was at 170 pounds. He comes back to fight Pettis at 170 pounds. Pettis is coming off the second round knockout of Wonderboy Thompson. Now, I have to tell you, I picked Thompson in that fight, and I thought Pettis actually looked like garbage in that fight. Uh, impressive come from behind, in my opinion. Knockout of Wonder Boy. But I just didn't think Pettis looked all that great. I thought it was a great outcome from him. But up until that point, I thought Wonder Boy was winning the fight. And I thought Pettis looked a little uncomfortable, and then boom. He stopped him. It may not be that easy if he gets into that situation with Nate because Nate's been shown to be extra durable. And Wonder Boy had been two up until that point. So it was kind of shocking to see Pettis move up from 155 pounds to 170 and starch Wonder Boy basically with one punch like that. I was shocked. I know most people were shocked, but I wouldn't expect that from Anthony all the time, especially at 170 pounds. And let's be honest here. I don't really think Nate looks good at 170. Oh, I know when you talk shit about Nate, you're going to get a lot of hate. But I don't think his cardio is nearly as good at 170 as it is at 155. I think you saw that in the second Conor McGregor fight. I personally think he should be at a lower weight. And you could probably say the same thing about Pettis. But, I mean, the results speak for themselves. 
Diaz was able to beat McGregor at 70. Uh, Pettis was able to beat Thompson at 70. So, I mean, you can't really argue with the fight being at 70, especially with Nate being off for three years and Pettis obviously just searching Wonder Boy. It makes sense. I just don't think it's their natural weight. I don't think it's their best weight. And I think you saw that in their most recent fights, even though Nate was three years ago. And that brings us back to another thing. We're talking about three years, and you've got a line at minus 130 and plus 110. And I'm not high on Pettis at 170. And even in his last fight, the come from behind, yeah, it was impressive. But like I said, up until that point, I wasn't impressed with his punch output. I wasn't impressed with his offense. I wasn't impressed with his defense. I just wasn't impressed. I thought Wonder Boy was going to beat him down pretty easily. And up until the stoppage, the one-punch knockout, I thought it was going exactly how I thought it would go. And I didn't predict that Pettis would be able to put him out. But you've got Diaz coming back three year long layoff and he's basically even money. Man, that's a tough sell for me, guys. No matter how much you like Diaz, no matter how much you like his style, no matter how much you love the Stockton slap, three years off and you're getting even money at 170 pounds against Pettis, who just knocked out Wonder Boy. Man, that's a tough sell, guys. It really is. Even if you like Nate, the numbers just don't make a lot of sense to me, especially on the straight line. You're probably going to have to look at a prop if you like him, in my opinion, if you want a nice return for the risk. Because let's be honest, three years off is not easy to come back. It's not like Pettis is a scrub. Nate is already 34 years old, and if you've looked at him recently in his interviews, my lord, that dude is busted up. He is looking funky, boys. He is looking funky. His face. I know I heard a lot of people going, oh, you know, he's so busted up. He's going to really shine in the fight. Uh, okay. Um, you're coming into the fight basically... Looking like a swollen watermelon. I mean, his face, both eyes, above his eyes, under his eyes, his nose. I mean, he's been taking some shit up in training. So, he's naturally durable. He's only been stopped by KOTKO once. But guys, his face looks atrocious. And I'm not talking about his looks. I'm talking about how beat up he is from training. That is always a concern when you have a fighter who comes in with any type of scar tissue, which he has a ton, any type of swelling or cut, because guess what? No matter how tough you are, if the doctor says, uh-uh, uh-uh, you ain't going, you ain't going. So I would caution anybody that's betting on Nate based off his durability to make it the distance. Just look at that because those cuts and the swelling and the scar tissue, that could play a factor here, especially if Nate is a little crusty rusty in there, especially if he's getting hit cleanly from Pettis, who is a very high level striker. And let's be honest, Nate isn't the best defensive guy out there. You could call him a punching bag with arms and legs. Oh man, I'm going to take a lot of heat for that. But the dude gets hit a ton prior to being off for three years. Of course, the good things about Nate previous to this, he could put on a lot of pressure. He had great cardio. Again, I don't consider the great cardio at 70, but it is only a three-round fight, so it would probably be okay for him. 
even with the layoff, he's probably in good enough shape that you won't see a huge decline in the cardio department there. But he's a pressure guy. We've seen Pettis break before under pressure. So I can see why people stylistically probably like the matchup. Uh, Diaz, who is a come-forward, face-first fighter, puts a lot of pressure on. Pettis a lot of times doesn't do well under pressure. And if it's the Diaz of old, there's going to be a lot of pressure. So you could see Pettis being uncomfortable in the fight. Even Wonderboy, who's not a natural come-forward type of guy, he's a counterpuncher, was able to put Pettis in uncomfortable positions, in my opinion, by just simply coming forward. Pettis likes to have distance. He likes to set the pace. He doesn't like when he's under fire constantly. And that's what Nate Diaz does. So I get it. I get it, guys. Stylistically, you can say Nate's going to present problems. I just can't get over the three-year layoff, the shitty odds, and him being busted up like that, you know, a few days before the fight, a week before the fight. I just don't think you're getting a lot of value in Nate, especially straight. So if you're looking at him and you're looking at these two guys, the matchups, in a three-round fight, you're probably looking at Diaz wins by decision it's his lowest prop but it's still plus 250 unless you think it was the Diaz of old and he just comes over you know and just puts the the heat on Pettis so much that he breaks him but I, I really don't see that Pettis probably will have enough footwork probably have enough movement probably have enough just natural talent to go three rounds especially at 70 especially with the layoff with Nate I just don't see Nate just steamrolling him if you look at Nate's stoppages he only has five out of his 19 wins he's more of a submission guy than he is a striker which is kind of crazy because everyone thinks about Diaz striking but he's very very good on the ground I would probably say underrated and if it did hit the mat even though Pettis has uh, submission abilities and a grappling ability. I would favor Diaz in a grappling match. I don't really see it hitting the mat though because neither one of these guys are the greatest wrestlers. They don't mind striking. If it hits the mat, it hits the mat. And again, I give the advantage there to Diaz. But I don't really see Diaz shooting double legs on Anthony Pettis to get him down. We know Pettis has had issues in the past with takedown defense. But again, Nate Diaz isn't a wrestler. So even if he shot, which would be kind of surprising to me, Pettis will probably be able to defend. Pettis has issues with wrestlers who are able to shoot and take him down and control him on the ground. And he has a lot of issues getting back up. So that's why he started working on his jiu-jitsu a little more and started working on, hey, go ahead, take me down. I'm just going to submit you. With Diaz, that'd be a lot harder if it ended up in the ground. Diaz has very good submission defense as well as offense, and I would favor him on the ground. But I don't really think that's going to be a big factor in the fight. I think whoever wins this is probably going to win it off striking. If you're looking at Diaz, he probably has to win it off of volume. And if you're looking at Pettis, he probably does it with the more flashy, powerful shots, but not as many. He tends to fight in spurts. He tends to move around a bit more than Nate, where Nate's more of a plotter, come just straight at you and try to get you into a street fight where he can out-volume you again. He doesn't really bring that kind of massive power. He wears people down. And at 73-year-long layoff, 
I really just don't know if he's going to be able to do it consistently enough over three rounds to get the win. And like I said, if the odds were a little bit wider, which I would have opened them wider, I think Pettis should be the favorite, and I think he should have been a bigger favorite. If the line was a little bit wider, and then you could say, well, you know, stylistically, Diaz presents these problems, it would be a little bit easier of a sell because you're getting, you know, you're getting a little bit more reward for that risk. But at even money straight, man, I really can't recommend too many people take that. You probably got to break this down and figure out how you like Nate. If you like Nate to win and you want to maximize your return, you're probably going to have to break it down and get a little risky there and decide which way you think he's going to win. Personally, I would lean towards the decision. I think you see that with the books lines with Diaz by decision at 250 versus his inside at 325 and actually his 250 is the highest he's been he opened right around 230 ish by decision so you're getting the even better line there uh diaz wins inside opened at 350 and it dropped to 325 i don't really see that listen i know the flaws of of pettis well i understand the pressure and the breaking and even mental uh fatigue there especially when you're under that kind of pressure that most people think Diaz is going to bring. But it is a three-round fight at 70. And remember, this is a Diaz three years later since he's fought. This is a Diaz that is obviously taking significant amount of damage and training for his face to look like that. This this may not be the same Nate Diaz that everybody remembers. As far as Pettis goes, when you're looking at him, the minus 130 straight line, like I said, normally you would be going, well, Pettis is going to win by decision. Again, Nate's been durable. When you look at Pettis' record and you see he's got 11 stoppages out of 22 wins, that's, that's decent. But when you're looking at the matchup, you go, is he really going to be able to stop Diaz? Probably not just, you know, blast them out like he did Wonder Boy. But when you've got the issues of the layoff, you've got the issues of the weight at 170. And then you've got the issue of uh, Nate really being busted up coming into this fight. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that if Pettis wins, he has to win by decision. So I think you could look at him a little bit more on the straight line, especially as his number has dropped from 170 to 130, than you can Diaz. I think you can make a better case for taking Pettis straight, even though the odds are that he's probably going to win. It will be by decision. But like I said, there's some factors there that could that could change the dynamic of the fight because you you're really going off of how much of Nate Diaz is there going to be is this a Nate Diaz that is a shell of his former self is this a Nate Diaz that's going to be able to come in there after three years and look like phenomenal like he always has look like the old Nate Diaz is this a Nate Diaz that has been taking an ass whooping and training? His face is going to fall apart. And even though he isn't down and out and he's protesting or whatever, a doctor, a referee, whoever stops a fight off of a cut, off of swelling. What if his eyes swell shut? I mean, there's a lot of issues here that would cause me concern just to take Pettis by decision. So I think if you're looking at Pettis and you think he's going to win and you think the layoff and the the uh, facial issues that Diaz is facing as well as the weight at 70 and you think that Pettis just has these advantages you might want to look at 
Pettis straight instead of going for a little bit more of a better line and taking Pettis by decision just in case something crazy happens. Like I said, he splits him open. Or what if he just dominates him, guys? I mean, that is possible. I know a lot of the DS fans out there are fanatical and they don't think that that's ever going to happen. But again, you're basing all of this off the assumption that he's able to take three years off obviously have a brutal training camp and then hop into the octagon and face Pettis who just knocked out Wonder Boy at 170 and not miss a beat. To me, that's a tough ask. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.